The podcast today will be of use for anyone who wants to remain in the creative rather than competitive realm. It will be of use to those who want to amplify their own gratitude in their life and manifest and create the things that they want and need and to help others do the same, to be of service. It is useful for someone who wants to realign their perspective with the abundance and infinite resources of God and his universe. We also give actionable ways that people can remain grateful daily and remain in the creative plane. We also talk about why it is in your best interest to ascribe the best motives, the most noble and most favorable motives and intentions behind other people's apparent actions, and that negative consequences of actions are often unintended and most likely unintended thanks for being here interact with me on socials i'd love to if you would come join the community and participate let's get to it it is january 11th 2023 this is spencer ingram welcome to reality stretch All right, so it's a brand new day. Here we are. So this is a little bit of a a shorter podcast stream. So streaming right now, we'll download the audio and re-upload as a podcast. But we're going through a little bit of a reinvention um, or a, a realignment with what I want this stream and this podcast to be. Yes, it is my daily morning learning But as I'm appreciating focus, the original intent was as I go about my day, things that are interesting to me, I write them down in my sandbox and then discuss them the next day on the the stream. Hence, I've discussed things like feng shui, big wave surfing, um, uh, health and, and wellness and fitness items and things like that. But I just want to... Again, my whole point in doing this originally was I wanted to create the type of content that I would want to, in which I would want to participate. And I need to be better about curating things that are in the sandbox because I recorded like the the stream podcast yesterday. I didn't even re-upload it as a podcast. It was just a stream and the the podcast was lost in cyberspace. I might go and upload it today, but rather, why don't I just readdress some of the content from yesterday? Because the longer I wait to upload something as a podcast, the more annoying it becomes to do it at a later date. So the best solution in my mind is to just say, if I don't upload a stream as a podcast the same day, then I shan't upload it down the road. So just to touch briefly on what I talked about yesterday that I think is important is in, um, I'm reading the book on my reality stretch reads podcast, the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. And, um, hopefully I can read a few more chapters and upload them this week. I think we're on like chap. I think we just finished chapter five and I uploaded that, but something that he says in there, which is can be hard to believe as he says that the person who can think truth regardless of appearances 
is a mastermind and can create whatever they will, right? So when you're in the creative headspace, when you're on the creative plane, you realize that according to the monistic theory of the universe where all is one and everything that we observe is just simply a manifestation of the same thing in a different form. If you consider, um, if you consider that, then you realize that we can create things through our thoughts. Um, well, that, that's a, that's a, an adjacent perspective, but another perspective uh, that he talks about in the book is we can create things from our thoughts. And that is how the entire universe was formed. And it's all different manifestations of the same thinking stuff. And we can steer creation and content according to our thoughts, which is consistent with what Napoleon Hill always said, that what, what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And then uh, Norman Vincent Peale's book, the Power, the Power of Positive Thinking, and you have Wallace Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich that was published in 1910, saying virtually the same thing, that there's a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the interspaces of the universe. Now, he says that uh, when we look upon the appearance of sickness, the form of sickness is created in our own mind and is impressed upon formless substance and will cause, if left unchecked, the creation of that sickness. So he says the true mastermind is the person who can look upon the appearance of of sickness or lack or these other things and recognize that they are just not real that they are just an appearance and um, to hold forth the form and truth that there is only health there is only abundance there is only an infinite resource of this thinking stuff from which all things were made and from which all things will be made It's an interesting, such an interesting theory and philosophy, and I've repeated it enough to myself that I believe it. But now, what I reconciled yesterday was, um, my my faith, my faith is also my religion is also to mourn with those that mourn and succor those who stand in need of of succor and comfort and and help and uplift others and help them bear their burdens. And I talked about the, uh, I talked about, uh, just to deviate quickly, uh, um, uh, an analogy. Okay. So imagine there's a manufacturing plant that goes offline and the company that owns the plant is losing millions of dollars, uh, for every day or every hour, every period of time that this machine is offline. They're unable to produce. They've got people standing around who are on payroll, who are not being productive because the machine is out. So they call the, the vendor who ins designed and installed this machine and they send the vendor sends out a technician and the plant manager follows the technician to see what they're going to do. The technician walks over to the machine. Uh, one of the machines opens a control panel, turns a screw a quarter turn to the right, and uh, the entire machine comes back online. It was some sort of faulty sensor or uh, something that was hampered by the screw. So... The, the loose screws. So then he hands the, the plant manager, the supervisor, the owner, an invoice for $30,000. Um, and the plant supervisor says, this is outrageous. You were only here for 
an hour at best with the time arriving, walking around. And it only took you like, you know, two minutes to turn that screw. I need an itemized invoice to justify this cost. And the, the technician hands them an itemized invoice with two line items. The first one says labor in, labor in turning screw two minutes, which costs nineteen ninety nine or something like that. And then the other line item is knowing which screw to turn twenty nine thousand nine hundred seventy nine or whatever that comes into. You get the point. You get the point where. Yeah, the labor to turn the screw was minute, but the knowledge involved in knowing which screw to turn and the training and the expertise and experience definitely justified the cost of the invoice and bringing that large plant online. Back online. Um, So it's just, it's an interesting story because for me personally, I believe that no one of us can truly understand what screw to turn in someone's life to maximize peace, happiness, and prosperity. We don't know what individual screw to turn, but we can encourage positive movements in the right direction. Now, my case for my religion and my spirituality is I believe God and his son, Jesus Christ. I believe my heavenly father and his son, Jesus Christ knows exactly which screw to turn in our souls and our lives to maximize our peace and our happiness and our salvation. We don't know that. We don't know that for anyone else. We don't even hardly know it for ourselves unless there's a great deal of in, in uh, introspection and revelation from God. So the the solution is really not to try to turn the screws in other people's lives or really don't try to turn the screws in your own lives because you're going to fiddle with the control panels and you're going to screw everything up. So to me, the most um, to me, the most logical thing to do would be to call the vendor who designed the system, call the the entity that created us, uh, sync yourselves with God tether yourselves to him walk side by side yoke yourselves with your savior jesus christ because they know which screws to turn in your life they know exactly what you need no one else does that's really the solution and in my faith i can look upon the appearance of sickness i can look at you know someone i know who's had three kidney transplants or someone i know who's terminally ill who's in the hospital I can look on those forms without, while still holding forth the thought that there is no sickness. There is only only health. What you focus on, you get more of. But I can do it in such a way that is not abrasive for these individuals. I'm not going to say, hey, you, th- this pain you're experiencing is fake. It's just a facade. Uh, I'm not going to say that because that's not the way to comfort them and to help them and to encourage them. I'm going to empathize with them. I'm going to listen to them, but I'm not going to take their problems upon myself because Jesus Christ has already done that for all of us. So I'm going to find a way to energetically and um, in all other ways cast my burdens and these help these people to cast their burdens on on God on the infinite substance, the, um, 
whatever whatever makes sense to you in your religion or however you think of it i believe god has a physical body of, of flesh and bones i believe jesus christ is his son i believe they are two separate personages but a lot of people have different ideas and perceptions of what they believe who they believe god to be and what they believe god to be but either way the formula will work for you if you take what you believe god to be as long as you believe he is infinitely good all good comes from him even if you want to say God is just the universe, if you want to substitute the word God for the universe or nature or whatever else, you, you need to believe that they are all the source of all that is good. They created all things. They are omniscient. They are um, ever present in, and aware in your life. And they have the ability to continue to create as they have uh, through you. Now, like I said, I, I believe and I would be you know so bold as to say I know, not with the physical senses, not with um, not with a in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, I know that there is a God. And I know that, like I mentioned, I don't know what screws to turn in my own life, yet alone anyone else's, but he does. He does. He is the source of everything that is good. So when we are in the creative plane and we are helping others, we can hold forth the thought of God and his perfection and and his nature and his infinite goodness while still empathizing with others and helping them through their challenges and their trials. So that was the reconciliation between what I'm reading and what I love about Wallace D. Waddle's book from 1910, The Science of Getting Rich. Again, it just blows my mind. 1910, think about where the world was, had yet to go through the First World War, the, the flu of 1812, the Second World War, all of which combined, I think, took about the lives of 120 million people. It's just outrageous to think about that time and to think about what the future held. And to think, I don't think this guy's content, Wallace D. Waddles, I don't think he would have changed his perspective at all. He passed away, I think, in 1911, a year after he wrote the book. A year after he published. A year after he published the book. But I don't think his message would have changed at all. Uh, I think he would have looked at all these world wars and said, hey... This is just the growing pains, and all of these wars are a result of people falling off the creative plane, falling into the competitive plane, and seeing the resources of this world as finite and limited. And all of these wars are the result of people not following in the ways described in, this, in, in the book, which is to view... To live in the creative plane and know that you don't have to compete for limited resources because the resources are limitless. The same powers that acted to create our reality will still act, which is honestly scientifically congruent, geologically congruent. There's that thing in geology that says the same processes we observe today have you know, acted for the perceivable past in the in the same way to shape the world as we know it today 
And if you think about that, it's on a high level, you can say the same powers and forces that move to create the world that we have. Whether you perceive those forces as natural or supernatural, or if you even try to define it. But on a high level, the same forces that have brought us to be what we are today, and in the state we are today, will continue to act to take us to the state we are in tomorrow, and vice versa, so on and so forth. So the the point of what I want to do in this podcast and in this stream is to encourage people to live their best life in positivity and to hold forth the positive thought and to live in the creative plane regardless of what they may see around them to have the forms of sickness the forms of disease despair lack to bounce off of them to bounce off of you to hold forth the idea there is only health, there is only abundance, there is only an infinite resource of this thinking stuff. And the way you impress your thoughts upon this thinking stuff is through gratitude. So maintain gratitude to God for the blessings he has given us. Remember him. Let him prevail in our lives. That's the purpose of what I'm doing here is to stretch reality, not to not to limit vision to meet our, the perceived reality, but to know that our perceived reality is an artificial reality. And what we want to have happen and what we create is within our power to do so. Now, Gratitude is of paramount importance in this endeavor. So my goal is to spread positivity and love and gratitude to God. Because I want to be a force for good. Um, You know, my sister and I, when we were very young, started a club that we called the Do-Gooders Club. (laughs) And we, we went around, we went about doing good. That's what we learn in the New Testament. Jesus did. He went about doing good. We read that, I think, in Acts, the book of Acts. But we started the Do-Gooders Club, and we just went about doing good things. We would shovel snow off our neighbor's driveway. We would uh, do things. My challenge to my audience, my vast audience of none... But I hope in the future there will be a community here centered around people who want to stretch their reality. And I should say centered upon God and Jesus Christ. Who want to be positive, who want to stretch our reality, who wants to know our purpose and fulfill our purpose. That's the type of people that I'm hoping this will attract and I don't want to get distracted. Focus, what you focus on, you get more of. So I don't want to say I don't want to get distracted by certain things. I should say I want to focus on and prioritize what I feel will help develop and cultivate that culture. So, um, and again, I have the live chat pulled up and integrated with my streaming software, OBS Studio. 
and I added it as like a chat bubble on this screen. So if anyone ever chats at me, we stream to Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube Live. If anyone sends a message on any of those platforms, it'll pop up on this screen. And, and the idea is as well, I'm still going to do the sandbox of just things I find interesting and I'm curious about. And some days that might be the majority of the program. That might be the majority of this show. But my emphasis will always be on being positive, uplifting, sharing things that I think are positive and uplifting and will help people stay on the creative plane. That, that will be my focus and that will be my emphasis. And the sandbox will be reviewing what's in the sandbox, big wave surfing or feng shui. Or let me just rattle off some things that are in here. I want to learn more about hydroponics so I can grow cruciferous vegetables for my uh, smoothies. Uh, I have a musical group that I like to listen to called Tenari Wen. Uh, I'm a big Rufus Du Soul fan. I've been listening to the Buena Vista Social Club album. Uh, uh, study Bali, Timbuktu. Where would I travel if I had a week? Anywhere in the world. Everything's fair game. Uh, read about the guy that did the longest fast in history, Angus Barbieri, or whatever his name was. Um, productivity Hacks chat gpt stories uh learn about operas learn about um andrew carnegie L develop a charge that's like the scout oath and scout law i used to do when i was in scouts but develop a charge that embodies helping people stay positive and on the creative plane uh, that there's there's some, learn learn about card games pinnacle blackjack rummy um uh, do some family search, some family history. Look at my an uh, my ancestry DNA results. I mean, there's just tons of things in here uh, that I throw in that interests me. And this document is just going to get longer and longer and longer. So that'll be a portion of what we do. And and the point is, I hope people will tweet at Reality Stretch eventually down the road to suggest other things that we should look into in the sandbox that are just fun, just casual, entertaining, things that I find interesting. So that's definitely still going to be a part of what we do, but I don't want to lose, I don't want that to become the focus. I just want that to stimulate daily learning and growth and provide something interesting that we can all think about to the, to the intent of marveling and wondering at what's already been created in this world. So now let me give you an example of why we should assume the best in people and why it does not serve us to think there are people trying to destroy our world or destroy our planet or destroy us or trying to keep us back or hold us back or stop us from being successful. Why do those thoughts not serve you? Identify those thoughts and I encourage you to remove them from your perspective, remove them from your life. And here's a classic example of this. So I'm doing a smoothie sort of smoothie cleanse. I've had a few different little, you know, cheat days now and again. But I'm doing this this uh, cleanse from Dr. Goldner. Um, if you go to smoothieshred.com, Dr. Goldner and her husband Thomas, don't remember his name, but I'm basically taking a bunch of cruciferous vegetables, a half cup of flaxseed, and some frozen fruit just to just for taste and blending them up and i'm making about 32 ounces of uh smoothie and i'm you know that's two quart jars uh no that's 64 ounces isn't it 
um, is it? Yeah, I think a quart is a quart is thirty two ounces. So I'm making sixty four ounces. Is that right? I think so. How many ounces are in a quart? My goodness. Ounces in a quart. Thirty two ounces in a quart. Okay, yeah. So that's what I was trying to say. So I'm basically doing sixty four ounces of smoothie every single day. And they call it hyper nutrition and you're also supposed to drink with my body size and all that i'm supposed to drink about a gallon of water every single day and i'm doing it but the point is i've been doing a lot of um, whole food plant-based sort of uh, research or listening or i've been listening to like uh dr gregor uh michael gregor and the book that he co-authored with a bunch of other people called like the the pleasure trap i've been listening to like the rich roll podcast who's like this crazy like triathlete whatever dude really really good podcast i'm adding it to my list of current favorite podcasts um i'm not interested in all of the guests he has on but they're all still interesting um but but i listened to like his plant-based mastermind that he did and that he just uploaded a few days ago or a few weeks ago or whatever. And, you know, they talk about the pleasure trap, how, you know, humanity's been basically biologically motivated to increase the caloric density of their, their intake. And that has resulted in basically focusing on things that will increase the amount of dopamine released in the mind to make us think we're getting a lot of really good things. And in reality, we aren't. So you go eat a pizza and stuff. You get the cheese, you get the pepperoni, whatever. You get the carbs and the bread, all that good stuff tastes so good. But the point is, that's kind of where we've been incentivized to um, lead incentivized to be led is to increase the caloric density to build up these uh, foods that are actually pretty damaging and unhealthy to us according to these people in their research like colin t campbell dr campbell and and the research that he's done that that he can basically turn cancer off and on by giving people cheese and dairy products etc or whatever all of this you and, and you know, that's a, that's something I'll add to the sandbox is to research these things because I think that they're important and there's a lot of talk about keto and the carnivore diet and uh, all of these diets out there. But to me, the one that's, that resonates fully, that resonates with me is the whole food plant-based diet. So whole, I'm adding this to the sandbox, plants-based, whole food plant-based diet research you've got you know folks like joe rogan and others who are just carnivores basically and you know that's cool that's cool they do their thing but dr goldner's point is like we don't have such biodiversity in the human species as to say certain diets only work for certain people like we know what food's best for rabbits we know what food is best for different types of animals and humans are not so biologically different that there is not a um there is not a a diet that can be universally good for everyone it, we are all the same species so 
anyway, it's just interesting, and I think it merits some some research. I will note just generally, I've I've tried the keto diet uh, for about a month, and it was great. I lost a lot of weight. I've done plant based for a while and have lost a lot of weight. And there's various factors, but you have to look the longevity of it. And when I compare the research of the like the keto diet and the carnivore diet and the whole food plant based diet, to me the whole food plant based seems both the most sustainable for the environment and also the sustainable for ourselves. And just as a rule, I know a lot of old people who have been doing whole food plant based their whole life. Uh, to be fair, I don't know a lot of old people who have been carnivores their whole life. And it, I feel like just as a rule, it, from my observation, people who are whole food plant-based generally look younger um, and healthier than those who do carnivore or keto. But that's just my observation. So let's dig into it further. I've added it to my sandbox. My point is where I'm going with this rambling is that um, I happen to like little caesar's pizza the people's pizza and let me tell you why one time in school i was charged with doing a report on a business and it just so happened i chose little caesar's i think almost on a whim i don't know i don't i can't remember um why i chose little caesar's at the time i probably just ate a little caesar's pizza or whatever but the con the perception of that pizza is that it's cheap it's uh it's low quality it's kind of gross that was the perception i don't know if it still is but that was the kind of the common perception whenever you say yeah i eat little caesar's pizza it was always kind of like uh, like do i really want to admit that that seemed to be the prevailing but i i evangelized little caesar's i, I became a um as i did this report and i i researched the life of mike and marianne Illich over in Detroit and their philanthropy and their movement they seriously were just motivated by I want we want to make the cheapest pizza possible to feed a family in the cheapest way possible so there that's why I call it the people's pizza I mean as I learn more about these people and their seemingly good hearts and what they've done to revitalize downtown Detroit and just all this stuff it was just I, I became a Little Caesars fan for sure and evangelized them. And I, I actually think their pizza tastes great. And what's funny is, well, what's interesting is like a few months after I did this report, Mike Illich passed away. Uh, he passed away and that that just further, I was able to more fully appreciate that because I had just done this report on his company and on him. And it was just, just interesting. And then they came out with their extra most bestest pizza, extra cheese, extra pepperoni, so greasy, so delicious, so delicious, man. So anyway, a whole food plant-based person, let me tell you what I'm thinking now. This is why it doesn't serve you to, to assign dark motives to people, especially if you don't know them. If you don't know them and you don't know their motives, and even if you do know them, you can't truly know their heart. You can't truly see where they're from. Like I said, only God can. Only God knows them. Only God knows their hearts and where they came from. So 
where I'm going with this is someone who, like me, believes in the whole food plant-based, or at least the natural, the natural, unprocessed, whole, raw food, whether you're doing carnivore diet or anything, you can agree typically that less processing is preferred to highly processed. I think that's pretty much universal in, in all diets. Now, you can easily look at after reading a book like The Pleasure Trap, you could look at Little Caesars and McDonald's and all these other fast food, quick calorie organizations, and you could easily assign malicious or dark motives to them as simply capitalizing on human instincts while providing artificial nourishment that isn't truly helping humanity as a whole to increase their health and maintain a healthy state it'd be easy to do that it's easy to look and say well they must be comfortable poisoning the planet but obviously with a very low degree of scrutiny that falls apart that's obviously not true i mean it's just obvious isn't it it's just obvious they were motivated the illiches were motivated and trying to feed a family for as inexpensively as possible which to me is a noble and worthy goal it's a noble and worthy goal and um so if there's a negative consequence of an action it doesn't mean that that was an intentional result of the action and it serves us best to assume the best and highest and kindest motives and intentions of someone unless we can confirm and we are certain and have firsthand knowledge or a high degree of confidence that this person is actually a malicious actor. But be very careful, because can you even make that determination? I believe this is actually the spirit of what Jesus said when he said, Judge not, that ye be not judged. With what degree of confidence and what will it take before you can actually agree that someone is a malicious actor with evil intent? A nefarious actor. I'd be very, very careful before you pass that judgment on anyone. And my goal for this year and moving forward is actually not to pass that judgment. That doesn't mean I'm going to give everyone the tools to control me and my life. But I'm not going to stress about people who I think are, are being, you know, do not have my best interests at heart acting against me. If there is a an enlightened, positive view of or an explanation that could be made behind their actions, then make that explanation. Take the highest and noblest justification of what they could be doing. So I use the little Caesars as an example in healthy food, but you can apply this to anything. Anyone who you think right now is acting against your best interest, especially if you don't have a personal connection to them, why? Why are you doing that? Honest question. Why are you doing that? How is it serving you? How is it helping you 
to have that perspective today? Is it better for you knowing that you can't really change anything about that relationship with that person if you can't change it right now today or affect it or do anything? If you if you think someone in Washington is out there trying to destroy you, how does that serve you? Flip that. Assume they have your best interests at heart, but still be aware and involved of what is happening. Don't just put on blinders, but just assume that anything that appears to be working against you was created by accident and is an unintended consequence and is a is an artificial construct, just like you hold forth the idea of health in the face of disease. And the disease is fake. Only health is real. The person who believes that is a mastermind and can create whatever they will. Whatever they will. So, here's something that I thought about today. As I was uh, reading my scriptures and praying this morning, how can I be more of a positive influence? And I thought of the do-gooders club that my sister and I started when we were very young. And I was thinking, if I had a large community of people who all came here wanting to stretch reality and create reality, be on the creative plane and remain there, then I would want them to pick things to think about each day that will keep them in the creative plane. And to stay in the creative plane, you must hold forth the advancing thought in a spirit of intense and sincere gratitude that everything that you want and need in life is being brought to you currently through the established means of trade and commerce. So how best are we to stay in the creative plane through gratitude? How best are we to be grateful? Well, I was listening to a podcast with Mark Rober, and he talks about how he keeps a gratitude journal and writes a few things down every night that he's grateful for. I think that's a great way to stay in gratitude, but also a way to, to, to solidify a belief is through action. So here's what I would propose. And if I had a large community of people of a like mind as I am, then I would I would give them this charge. Every day, every morning, all of life is time and people, and kindness is capital. Someday I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be called Kindness is Capital, not because I'm in the embodiment of these principles, but it's because I believe in these principles. And these are the principles that I want to shape my life and form, inform my action. I would charge the community with every morning writing down at least three things that are just kind to do that day. Not for monetary compensation, but just with no strings attached, not expecting anything in return. What is a kind thing? Now, 
Just because you're not expecting anything in return, you should not have any reservation of doing a kind thing to someone who has potential to give you something in return. You shouldn't say, oh, this person has the potential to do something for me in my life. Like a client. Like a client that gives you money. You shouldn't exclude that person from your kindness project just because they have the potential to give you something in return. But it doesn't mean you should focus on the people that have potential to give something to you in return. As much as you can, be largely unbiased and be fair in the distribution of kind acts. Do something kind for someone whether or not they can do something kind for you in return and have no have zero expectation of them doing something kind for you in return. But don't be biased in the opposite direction against people who can do nice things back for you. And besides, everybody can do nice things back for you. You get what I'm trying to say. The point is, you're more than welcome to do any of these nice things to one of your clients. Just don't have any expectation of anything coming back to you in return. So my encouragement is to come up with at least three good simple things within your means for you to do each day. Why at least three? Because one of these things is planned or allowed to be public. Why? When you're public with a charitable act and you call attention to yourself with that act, it negates some of the positive energetic benefits of performing that act with, in my mind, one exception. One exception. I want you to, to give yourself permission to be public with one of these things. And the reason why is because you're going to use that as an example to evangelize this concept to other people and inspire them to action. So you, if you tell people... Um, today I wrote down three good things to do, at least three good things to do. One of them was private. Um, I just had a pop up on Twitch. Oh, looks like it was bot. It was a bot. I don't know. But the point is you're going to use the one public thing that you do with the intent of telling people about it. And the other two are gonna be completely anonymous. But make sure it's an appropriate activity that would add more life to all if you were to share it with others and not completely negate what you did. Make things anonymous, don't dox anyone, don't reveal any names, but here's an example. And also because it helps generate um, ideas in others' minds of kind things that they can do, okay? But the rule is you can't share that one kind thing and thereby negate its energetic effect unless you do all three things. So let me give you an example. And obviously I need ideas of kind things to do. Purely kind, something intended to uplift someone else and bless someone else and improve their life. Um, maybe a kind note to a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time or someone you talk to every single day just a, a spe special specific note just to let them know you're thinking about them you wish them well maybe you want to go uh, 
it's just, I mean, it's not rocket science. Whatever you think will improve someone else's life, do it. Do at least three things, and one of them will be identified to be able to share with other people to evangelize the same, um, the same message. Tell that person, create, you know, do at least three nice things each day and tell someone about one of them. Like today, I wrote a nice note for my mom, or I wrote a nice text message and sent it to a friend, or I wrote a thank you note for someone, uh, or I, I, it can have a monetary value. I sent someone a little gift card and let them know I was thinking about them, or I sent them a get well card, or, or I went and I brought in my neighbor's trash can been from the sidewalk the and, and the intent of sharing these experiences is to generate similar kind thoughts in other people's mind and give them ideas of things that they can do okay so that's my encouragement to everyone and i'm going to be beating this drum because kindness is capital and I think it's an underutilized resource. Positivity is a choice. Have a great day.